Welcome to the Supernaturals Podcast Show. Thank you for this inviting me. This is where it's going me. down, Lindsay. Yeah. And 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 you got it going down right now with this new album, everyone. It's called Begin Again. This is Lindsay, Wall- Lindsay Wallace's brand new album. In fact, it just dropped... August 2nd. As I was going to say, on Sunday. your birthday. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. Um, I got a hold of it. I listened to it. I was listening to like listening to the words, the sound. The, I was like, there's actually a lot going on with this with this album. There's a lot of opportunities for conversation uh, behind this. And I also really think the Lord's really going to use this to minister to people who are who are really in it this year. I mean, yeah. uh, this year we've got the we've got the cow. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we've got the whole uh, the the racial yeah. reconciliation division, just depending on how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you got people that are losing their jobs. Um, we see like what's happening with the divorce rate. I mean, it just feels like the fire is on right now. Yeah. And so, if there ever was a time for there just to be some really good kind of like honest vulnerable heart-to-heart connection and i think this kind of thing this tends to happen between like worshipers and the lord but it takes a lot of courage to kind of capture those 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 intimate moments and to make it public and so um was that was that weird for you like was it like because i want to i want to find out i want to talk to you about like just the, the the songwriting yeah and just all you know the process like how did this happen how did this come about well (laughs) um i was going through a lot of health problems about five years ago i got really really sick and um was hospitalized and had a whole bunch of surgeries um basically my guts were rearranged (laughs) and so um dealing with that and the loss that i went through through that sickness and that illness um i really had to struggle with learning how to love and trust God again. It So the first song that I wrote that's actually on the album is called Victory. And it's I started out just saying, I choose to trust you. I choose to love you even in the pain. Wow. Because... You know that that's that saying that the really good marriage advice: choose to love your spouse every day because you might not want to, but choose. Wow! And that's where I got this concept of I'm choosing to love and trust the Lord, even though I don't feel love and trust towards Him right now because wow. I didn't understand why I didn't get healed. And so many people walk through that where they have um, personal trauma, physical, mental, emotional, and they don't understand why God wasn't there to fix it. Mm. But I also remind my friends who actually are going through things like this too is um, we live in a fallen world and we have an enemy that wants to kill us and destroy us and it's not the Lord's doing. 
and he's there and if we choose to trust and love we are going to benefit so i've walked through this i've walked through this every day choosing to love and trust the lord and i've gotten to the point where i'm back to my first love with the lord wow that's awesome. Yeah. I was in the car the other day. I drive the kids to Grammys who takes care of our kids. And we always have these really interesting conversations mm-hmm. um, on the way on the way there. So the other day I was driving the kids and I got Sophia, Peter, and Abigail. So, you know, five, seven, 11, somewhere in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, for whatever reason, I, I had this conversation with them. I said, if, if anything ever happens to me, and I go to be with Jesus and you weren't expecting it. And they're like, you mean die? Like, like, yeah. Okay. So like, so when, when I die, Mm -hmm. what, uh, no matter how it happens, I want you to promise me that you will make a choice Mm -hmm. like right then and right there. I want it. uh, I want you to make a choice. You're going to be feeling whatever you're feeling. You might feel sad. You might feel angry. Sophia's like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. I, I was like, I know, I know, I know, but I, I, but if if something like that happens, when it happens, um, I want you to make a choice right then, right there, as, as soon as you hear, and I want you to choose to serve the Lord. Yeah. And you might not feel it, but no. I want you just to say it. <laughs> yeah. I choose you, Lord, right, right there, yeah. um, in that, in that, in that place, and and I mean. It's one thing, though. Okay, so it's one thing for us to be in in, in the comfort of our car, in the comfort of what of of it, versus you. You were really the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was so much uncertainty there. I remember just kind of following your journey through that, mm-hmm. and just really praying for you. But there was like a lot of just a lot of uncertainty and some really scary moments. Yeah. Um. Uh. For you in that. For you in that place. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Not to make it sound flippant, but fake it till you make it. Wow. So wow. <laughs> it's a choosing. Yeah, it really is choosing. Yeah. Um, until you can actually wrap your heart around trusting and loving. What, is, what does that look like? Does it look like, like how you're, because there's kind of like what's going on inside versus kind of like, like what we have to do, what we have to do outside in order mm. just to be responsible adults, <laughs> you know what <laughs> right? I'm saying? And yeah. so what, what is, uh, what, what did that feel like for you balancing that tension of, of what was going on inside versus what you had to do kind of, kind of outside? Oh man, it manifested really ugly. I internalize a lot. I don't like to talk about my feelings and be vulnerable and <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> emotions sure, sure. have always been scary for me. So actually talking with a professional clinical psychologist has helped me so much actually get what was inside of me out. And I just had to find a, a, a safe place in someone who had empathy and someone who um, knew how to talk me through getting it out. Because it was, it was a, an infected thing inside of me that had to be lanced. It had to be removed. Wow. And wow. so um, talking with someone who could identify it and tell me how to remove it was such a key for me. Uh, you know, in the in the Christian world, in, in the, you know, Western Christian culture, it's so flippant to people say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
you shouldn't be depressed. You shouldn't be upset. You right. shouldn't be dealing with this inner turmoil because right. you have Jesus. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. But that's dismissive, and it's not. Or fair. don't even don't even say that. No. Like you might be feeling. And don't even speak that. Don't even if you speak say, that. Yeah. Then you're owning. Then it. we're gonna you, know. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, if you're actually declaring that over yourself, you know. So it feels like you can't talk about it. Right. And um, I just got really tired of not being able to talk about it. Wow. And so finding someone that I could, who actually could help me and didn't patronize me and didn't give me pat answers of, you know, <laughs> go pray more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was really helpful. But yeah, it was, it was something inside of me that I didn't want to deal with for the longest time. Wow. And so releasing this album is almost like the final step for me where it was like, okay, I'm healed and I can release this now. And it did take me a while to release it. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, especially kind of in a time when uh, a lot of worship songs is almost like if you want to write a hit worship song, you just come up with like, 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 like some sort of <laughs> anthem, some sort of like at some point in the song, there's going to be a, Oh, <laughs> like some sort of, Oh, some sort of something that we can all kind of chant together and then, yeah. you know, and then go into something that can, that can induce yeah. like a kind of like, um, tribal war dance at some point, you yes. know, where we can like, you know, do yeah. that. That's really big right now. So like, right. like, so there's a certain kind of thing and, and I'm not, I'm having fun, but like, yeah. there's a certain kind of thing that's really like, and uh, especially the kind of like this, this West coast kind of worship thing. Yeah. That's, that's really exciting, but it's, Rumble. it's, yeah. And it's very, it's, mm -hmm. it's very kind of, um, uh, hippie-ish a little bit. It's very like, you know, let's do this at the beach. <laughs> you know, let's bang some drums. And now yep. that has nothing to do with what I think is just stinking amazing he right is. now. Yes, he's doing and the great Jesus things. thing. Yep. Yep. Like I'm in full support of what he's doing. Yeah. Love him, right? And we'll 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 see him this weekend and everything. But like but my what I what I'm getting at is there's kind of this this very kind of peppy kind of thing. And my question is more personal that when you had something that was this close to your heart, mm -hmm. and you've got all these experiences and all these like like you've been in it and then now you're about to take this into a scene where that's not really the the, the thing right now nope. what did you feel in your own heart right well like when you're like 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 was there any tension there like i'm about to release this album into into with my into my friends my, my tribe yeah. into a thing where um where this isn't necessarily common right you know and and, and what did you feel was there almost kind of like uh like a like like almost kind of like whatever it is what it is and, and it has to be done or like what what was kind of in your heart during this releasing well, yeah, it like this yeah. last Sunday yeah. when you put it out there for the first time yeah. what were you kind of feeling there? <laughs> Man, it's been a roller coaster to say the least. So I'm, um, you know, the album I recorded it in April of 2019. Okay. My my parts and then we had a whole bunch of other parts that had to be recorded and scored and all this stuff. So it took a really long time. It was finalized um, just short, just shy of a year. So it was in March um, of 2020. So wow. when it was, when it was finalized, um, but then everything hit and I hadn't felt a release to release it. I had felt like this, like, I don't know. Plus it, there's also, this is a little self-serving, but I was overwhelmed with everything else that was going on. I didn't want to deal with publicity at this point. I didn't sure. want to market. I didn't want to do that when so much uncertainty was happening in the sure. world. 
So when COVID hit and then BLM and all of these things happening, it just didn't feel appropriate for me to release something um, called Begin Again when we were in the middle of falling. Wow. So (laughs) I was just waiting for footing. I think that for myself, I was waiting for footing for myself so that I could actually be like, okay, we're going to begin again. And releasing it on my birthday just felt like it's a new year. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. And I've fortified myself that I can I can actually move forward with this project. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And for everyone um, uh, watching, again, welcome. Thank you so much for for joining us uh, tonight. And we have Lindsay Wallace. She's a Northwest singer and songwriter. You've been in the region, I mean... Uh, your whole life forever yeah your whole life (laughs) and i have known you for years you've helped Mm -hmm. us out so many times here at sarah you've served us so well uh she just released her new album it's called begin again uh tonight she she's going to be sharing with us a song uh from the album she's actually going to be playing our our grand piano here so this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun but what i want everyone to do is um uh make sure that you uh that you like this thing you subscribe also go down into the uh, into the comments into the show notes and there's going to be a link to pick this album up on iTunes or Amazon Music. What's cool about that is that you don't have to wait in the mail for a compact disc to to show up. You can get the immediate download and you can actually start listening to it even while you're watching or or listening uh, for for those that are listening to this this podcast. Uh, It's it's, it's really cool because what what Lindsay actually does is she sits down on 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 a legit grand piano and just pours her heart out. Mm. This is like just like, like such a Davidic album. And then you took it and you had it like, so you actually, this, this trips me out. So you actually, <laughs> you took your songs, you wrote these songs, okay? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I've written songs, which is great. But you actually, you actually sat down and you scored them. Like yeah. you, you wrote out note for note, everything that you're playing well, onto paper. Note for note, but yeah. Like, but still there's like legit, this is like, what Beethoven would have done. No, it's more like measure for measure. <laughs> like it's, not, real... it's not sheet music. It's um, a, a chord chart, basically. Oh, okay. But okay. yes, I mean, it was so that I could keep track. Like you know, I saw notes on paper and I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, she yeah. she reads music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hardly can read words, you know. <laughs> well, I did take piano lessons for a long time. So. And you're also a teacher, right? Like yeah, you teach I have, I have theory taught, and yeah. music. And... I love to teach music theory because I think it's actually really important that if you're in a worship band or any kind of band that you know basic music theory so that you can follow along when spontaneous happens. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's controversial. <laughs> hey, that's how no, I feel kidding. about it. No, I, I think it's great. just a little bit. I mean. It's, I mean, I've been in so many situations where I have to use my ear to find out where we're playing and where we're going. Or if the worship leader that I'm following hits out like a, gives me like a, like one, three, five, whatever. That's not one, four, five. (laughs) I know what to do and what key. So if that's the kind of stuff that I like to 
talk about and teach about. But yeah, absolutely. I, I think yeah. it's awesome. That's one of the things I've so appreciated about you know Michael and Penny Proctor, and they did oh, some yeah. they did some yeah. mentoring with with our worship teams and yep. leaders and everything. They're and they spent a long time going into just you know everything with playing with the click track and really just um, developing an appreciation yeah. uh, for excellence. Yeah, you know, and that was and that was huge. I've always appreciated that about kind of your guys's music scene. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that what that what that like that you kind of grew up in this really cool organic yeah. worship prophetic whatever yeah. like music scene over there yeah. where there's a cultivation of all these amazing musicians and yeah. you guys were all kind of friends yeah yeah i've known the proctors since i was a teenager and um they took me under their wing and taught me so much just i didn't even know what prophetic worship was until i met them because i was like <laughs> verse chorus verse chorus chorus bridge chorus and that was it and 20 minutes and you're counted down on the church clock for how long that you can do worship and too fast too slow not too slow and then the one altar song that you play every single week so I was really used to that format and then when I was 19 I think it was 19 when I started to actually um, go and play with Mike and Penny um, and uh, just different churches and stuff and they sh they showed me that that's not really what worship was designed to be wow so yes you can you can absolutely express your heart with structure and that's totally fine but to um sing a spontaneous song to the Lord is just a different experience and uh, basically they hooked me so. <laughs> and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from it's just me pouring out how I'm feeling in my heart it's like it's like journaling um, into song yeah and after doing a, a project like this where um, is, is there is there a um where are you at with the whole kind of um, leading worship kind of thing, if that makes sense? And, and the reason yeah. I say it is because um, I used to be a worship leader, and I used to actually be a worship leader here before I was before I was a pastor at Sarah Vile Center, and and um, and then I transitioned over to Jonathan Cotton, and then yeah. you know, but I've always so my worship before the Lord became this very personal, intimate something something very much like this mm -hmm. to the degree that. I felt I fell out of love with leading worship because I felt like leading worship was more of like having to lead an exercise program <laughs> versus just being yourself. Yeah, versus mm -hmm. just doing what I want to do before the Lord. Like it's like I got to get them singing. I got to get them out of their funk so they yeah, can so, so they can receive the word. Always have it in your brain. <laughs> Let your glory fall. <laughs> Right? <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> you preach while you sing. Yeah. Your spontaneous songs are preaching. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Open your heart to the Lord. That's right. That's right. I've done that so many times. You know, sometimes, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I occasionally worship, but to me, it's there's such a huge difference for me with praise and worship. And a lot of the culture, like you were saying, the Pacific Northwest, it's praise. It's just loud, exuberant praise. And this time in my life, I just, I'm more contemplative. Mm -hmm. I'm more quiet. So these songs aren't rowdy, let's go play drums in a circle on the beach. Like, right. it's not like that. There's no drum circles on this album. <laughs> no, 
There's no drums on this album. There's no war chanting on no. this album. I mean, I mean, th- you could, but it's not going to sound good. So. Right. There's no techno on this album. <laughs> no, it's not good. Yet. I didn't Yet. even use a click Until track. Until I remix it. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't even use a click track, which was like goes against everything that I have, but I wanted it to feel like I was there and I'm not overproduced. Right. Like, this is real. This is really right. me. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And one of the conversations, Lindsay, that you and I were having just before we actually went into this is just the, like this whole incredible journey that you've been on through like the process of forgiveness. Oh yeah. And, um, and forgiveness is one of those things where I feel like, like every human is going to have to walk through a journey of forgiveness at some point in their life, just being born into the fractionist that we're born into. And, and, um, and sometimes I think that we can walk through kind of just a shallow kind of menial form of forgiveness that allows us to be able to say, oh, I've taken care of that. Like I've, I've checked that off my list of things to do before I die. Um, and yet then seasons happen or things happen. We find our heart, our hearts are getting triggered. We thought we dealt with something and now it's coming up. And, yeah. and, um, and so I was wondering if, if you'd be willing to just share with, uh, with uh, just a, some of the revelation that you've received, not from book knowledge, but having to um, really walk through, you know, really walk through some fire over the last few years, <laughs> knowing that what you share is really going to be helpful for people that maybe thought they dealt with stuff and now it's now it's coming up again and they just don't know what they just don't know what to do yeah i mean the word triggered or trigger is overused totally but it actually is appropriate the way to describe what happens when um so i i walked through something in the past um, few years where it was just a major betrayal from some pla- a platform minister that I was working for. And um, it got to the point where um, when this was exposed, I was so angry and I was so hurt and confused and just scared, so scared. Mm. Um, and I felt guilty. Like I had all these crazy feelings that I shouldn't have put on myself because of the actions of someone else. Mm, right. Um, so you know, walking through this again, talking with my psychologist about this stuff, um, just walking through learning how to forgive is, it was really hard because most of the time churches will say, or Christians will say, get over it. Right. So, um, I couldn't get over it. Somebody even said, you know, in all bold posted on, um, on Facebook, get over it. They put that on one of your posts? On one of the posts, wow. yeah. Get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, and to interrupt you really quick, yeah, I think no, one sorry. of the things uh, that you said that maybe people don't... That maybe people didn't hear is that this was actually with a actually a minister minister and it was you know somebody that was pretty well known well known yeah and I think that one of the things that um, that people don't realize is that like I think we idolize people oh yeah we put people on pedestals for sure and then when we come into contact with people like that um, and just depending on what that contact looks like I think it's the least likely type of situation like when we're when you're in a marriage you're expecting a certain amount of clashing and opportunities to be hurt and opportunities Mm -hmm. to forgive but i think when it comes to a church setting and you're 
and and you're and you've really stepped into a place where you're trusting a pastor, yeah, or you're trusting a a guest minister that comes in and, and prophesies into your life, and they see something that your pastor's never seen, or yeah. you know what I'm saying, and then that that sometimes we feel like we feel like well this is a man of God or this is a woman of God, and so they are working for God. Like they, they are so tight with God. They so hear God. They are so prophetic that, that I can totally, you know, and so there might even be people listening to this that where they've been hurt by people in the church or by, by, by ministers or ministries. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I just wanted to point that out because I think it's a very important detail. And just because of the scene, we don't know how to have these kind of conversations. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. That's really hard. And then, you know, with the whole Me Too thing, it, it just got to the point where people started to discount or think we were being ridiculous wow. for um, saying that we had been violated. Wow. And it's not fair. I don't feel it's fair at all. And when you're dealing with with um emotional abuse and clergy abuse it's it's hard to see and there's it's hard to prove um and people won't believe you did you did you even know it like you know i'm saying like did you even know it or or did it take other people to start talking about before you even realized what was going on it took other people like um so i was the whatever the highest up employee for this ministry and um i went on sabbatical i was pregnant and high risk pregnancy and i wasn't doing well Uh and i turned it over to my um next the next in line um her name is renee bosco and she's a hero that we should we should talk about her okay she's a hero awesome awesome she went to battle over and over and over for us for anybody who had been injured and um, trampled on and went to battle and brought it to the right people and continued to follow up after time after time after time. And she got the ball rolling and she she's the one who got in the pastoral um, oversight to, to bring this ministry wow, wow, out wow. of commission, basically. It needed to be dissolved. And it was dissolved. And now this minister is, you know, discredited and he's working on rebuilding his own life, but I don't believe he'll ever rebuild the ministry. Yeah. But, you know, um, it took her over and over saying, this isn't right. What he did wasn't right. What he did to you, this is not right behavior. And she was actually employed in the ministry. She was. Did she see it right off the bat or was she also kind of like... we were all in this like weird fog for about five years where it was just this slow cook, where it was just these frogs slowly boiling because we didn't understand. It was just slow grooming of inappropriate inappropriate texts and um, inappropriate words or touch or whatever, but we would brush it off as we're being too religious Mm -hmm. or we're not accepting the father's affection because we're not receiving physical touch from this man Mm. it was just very i mean there were so many people around us even my own husband mike was just like there's something wrong with this and he was discerning and i was i defended tooth and nail because i was like it's not like that because i knew my in my heart it wasn't like that for me totally totally so 
Also, don't you yeah. just think that like like there's something in all of us where we want to be a part of something that's great and we oh, want to be yeah. a part of something that's kingdom. I don't know anybody that just wants to build a local church. We all want to be a part of a movement. Yes. We all want to be a part of something that's yeah. radical. Yeah. And when we have an opportunity to really to really be a, a, a true part, to to not you know, to really especially to be uh, side by side with, with, with somebody that, that is a hero and is becoming a hero, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, and then also there's the whole thing of the, the anointing yeah. where where um, wh- when we're under the anointing, I know for me, like, uh, I, I, c- I can hang out, we can have a conversation, and like, uh, like, that's great. But then there's that place where I can step into like into a certain grace, into a divine favor. Yeah. And, and and I'll go back sometimes and listen to like a service or a sermon and, and be like, that wasn't even me. You know, like like wow, like no, like like, yeah. and I, not that I want to sound proud or something, no, but like no, where I, you're I like, understand you you can feel it. You feel like it's almost like authority rises up in you. Yeah, and so which is why when people sometimes people be like, wow, like your revelation, like and and for me it's like, nah, no, 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 no. It's like like yeah, I study and whatever else, but like like that was the anointing. Yeah. Like that's not Darren being impressive. Like that was truly. But the thing is, is that sometimes when people when we see people that are operating under the anointing, and we and we we think that because there's an anointing there and because because they they are in, insanely amazing mm-hmm. that that means that every part of their life I, I remember that Randy Clark uses the example that the Catholic Church walked in the supernatural mm-hmm. that they were performing miracles so they use the miraculous to say hey if we're walking in miracles then our theology must also be correct which is why when the reformers left the church Martin Luther and yeah. these guys they completely divorced um, the supernatural from their reformed theology because they were like, you can keep your miracles. Your miracles are not any sort of vindication of your theology. And I just think that um, that so many times we can get so enamored by 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 the anointing yeah. that, w- that when things that are very, and then you get close to people and you start to see the kind of behaviors and things that are happening when we're not on a stage, right. the kind of stuff that wouldn't fly when we've got a microphone and we're in a meeting, right. that wouldn't fly there. Right. But now we're off the stage and we're seeing things and we're, and we're bothered, but we're like, no, 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 no. Because no, I remember obviously. what they were like when, yeah. an hour ago when they were on that stage. And so that's the real them. And this is just a moment and I'm going to let them have their moment, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the culture. It's the man of God or the woman of God, but most yeah. of the time it's the man of God. Don't touch God's anointed. Yeah. But, you know, we were saying earlier, I was saying to you earlier that we're all God's anointed because we're all his children. We That's all right. have the same DNA. So our identity says that we are anointed. We just get to choose whether we operate it in, in it or not. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So... Sorry, and we're talking yeah. about forgiveness and know you know and everything else. I know, but, but I see these opportunities. Like let's, let's just great. talk. Lindsay. I know. I mean, my brain is going. <laughs> yeah. But, um, There's no track for us to stay on. We're just you know. <laughs> no, it's good though because it, it, it. I feel like it was a misconception that people have that no, they're anointed, so they have to be an upstanding citizen in person. Yeah. In real life. That's right. And then when you get close and you see that they're not. Sometimes you justify it because it doesn't reconcile in your brain. And some people are really good at manipulating their way out of speculation. Is so, it, yeah, that's kind of what happened. But Is there something intriguing, too, about seeing, about maybe seeing somebody's humanity when other people 
don't get to see that side of them. Oh yeah. I mean, you feel, it's almost like a power trip. You're like, oh, I'm in the inner circle. I have right. made it to the top of this inner circle. It's almost like a cult. It feels like wow. it. I'm not, I'm not putting the words cult around what I experienced, right, but it's right. almost like it's, um, if you look at any kind of cult behavior, it's they have a secret, and in order to get that secret, you have to be part of the inner circle. And in, in part of being the inner circle, you have to give up certain things. Yeah, and let be violated in certain ways. Wow. So it's like it's a power trip that the closer you get to to this person who's famous. Yeah. Um, and then you get more and more, and you but you have to give more of yourself up to be part of their. Um, inner circle yeah and it's damaging and it's so damaging and working through forgiveness for that when it's something I didn't even realize was happening to me and then it all slammed into my face like within a month a period of time and it was like scales were being taken off my eyes and I saw the behavior for what it was instead of oh he's just a really good friend and he's just blowing off steam or whatever but no it was yeah it was enough it was enough violation including the manipulation and the lies and all that stuff to hurt so badly that i stopped trusting anybody that i i mean any platform minister that i didn't know their personal life there's no way i was going to hitch my wagon so this was gonna ask you i wanted to ask you about what that did in your perspective not just towards this minister, but how did that bleed bleed into your your perspective regarding just the church in general? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what it was. I I was like, if this person who I was so close to, who they called best friend, me best friend, could do something like this, then what about the pastor down the street right. that I don't know? Right. So no, I I lost trust really quickly in the totally. church. I Absolutely. totally did. And um, I wrote a song on the album. It's um, Near Me, the very last song on the yeah. album. And basically, it's it's <laughs> writing how Jesus is as a friend, who he really is as a friend. And that's who that's what I should be looking for in a, in a people, in trusting people, is modeling Jesus. Wow. So that's kind of what that, that awesome. song is about. It's like he's faithful even when... I run away. Even when I'm in doubt, he is there. He's steady. He's faithful. He's truthful. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. And, and, and where do you feel like, where do you feel like, like a, a revelation for you of forgiveness began? Like, like, like what was the, you know, the, like the A to Z, right? Of, of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel like, what do you feel like the A was for you? Like that, 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 that starting point where, where you felt like, where, it, where forgiveness went from just being a concept mm-hmm. to being something that was actually starting to manifest in your own heart? Um, I really think that it was when I was able to understand the process mm. um, that I had gone through, the grooming process that I had gone through, wow. I was able to see that it wasn't my fault. Wow. And wow. once I took blame off of myself and guilt off of myself, I was able to forgive because one of the biggest problems that I had was with myself. Wow and how I reacted and acted during the whole situation. Because, you know, I was like, I should have known these were my people. Like, I love these people that have been violated. And this is this is something that I thought was going to be part of my legacy because this is a worldwide movement. Totally. And I was like, man, I, I 
bled for this thing. I almost died for this thing. Because wow. when I was hospitalized, it, it, it was a result of stress having to do with this. So I was going to ask you about yeah. the onset of the stuff that you're having with your, yeah. stu- uh, with your stomach. That was like genetic or if that no, was No, not like, at all. It was really? out of the blue. They said it very rarely happens that something like that would just happen. My body just suddenly decided to try to kill me. So, um, and it was brought on by stress wow so i was at a we were doing a conference in new york and it was very stressful and i got really sick while i was there and came home and was put in the hospital wow so um yeah when i learned how to that to to say basically i'm not the one at fault i forgave myself then i was able to forgive him wow that's powerful that's really really powerful yeah so i think that's more my a was but now i will say that um i'm not angry anymore i'm not scared anymore because i was terrified of what this person was gonna do <laughs> i was, and so was that scared because of that your own gonna... imagination or because yeah. of like wow yeah, yeah like well what if his, it's discounted and he gets to go and do this again yeah for a third time yeah so right. it, it was one of those things where you're just like I was terrified that he was going to hurt more people and that all the things that myself and all these other women went through was just in vain almost like we weren't able to tell our story effectively enough that, Mm -hmm. you know, this didn't get changed. So I'm really, really, um, encouraged and, um, I wouldn't say happy, but I'm satisfied that this is under control and this person is under 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 a microscope yeah and doesn't have the ability to hurt anybody anymore and that gave me so much freedom so much freedom yeah absolutely and also i think it's it's amazing that like um uh within this whole kind of train wreck (laughs) that they're that they're actually first responders yeah because in, in so many train wrecks there's no first responders maybe people don't believe what's taking place yeah. um or maybe the, maybe there's a ministry or a minister or a church that is so isolated that even when people are screaming fire fire there's it's so isolated that there's no one there yeah. to to help with the victims and that yeah. and that kind of thing yeah. and so like you, like you and so many others have been like so graciously kind of pastured through this process yes. which is which is incredible and i think that would be like a a, a real place of encouragement mm-hmm. for people that are like watching and listening yeah. is that if if they've been if they are in something right now in the present that's very unhealthy and, yeah. and there's there's abuse or manipulation and or they don't even think there is but other people are like open your eyes yeah. and because uh, so many times when you're when you're in it it's it's almost like when it's your house you don't you don't smell the cat pee you no. know <laughs> and, and you need a, somebody to come over and yeah. be like dude your house stinks yeah you know like and horrible analogy but i think that like <laughs> i mean it fits so. <laughs> i mean if, i mean if people are saying especially if your spouse yeah i think you know yeah <laughs> my husband was like man what is going on i he was discerning it he had dreams about it and I was, you know i just discounted it because he didn't know him the way that i knew him but um yeah so it really what was the one of the biggest red flags was the rejection of any uh, oversight. So anybody keeping this person accountable was defamed and pushed away. Hmm. Um, they were, quote unquote, not safe 
people and that was told everywhere so then now there's another lion manipulation to get out of this so and what kind of oversight <laughs> um you know it's like there's monitors and who's the monitor that monitors the monitors and the yeah. you know like where does it end yeah and i'm not you, so you're actually talking about like actual practical, practical organizational oversight mm-hmm. yeah like a, i i mean you know there's covering and that's such a ugly word especially for women in ministry it's really really triggering to talk about covering because we Cause but, you, you immediately think of a head covering, right? Like, right. Or where's I, your head covering? Or I can't be on the stage without my husband because he's my covering. Or, or I can't minister without permission from my pastor because they're my covering. Like, it's been. That's used amazing in, that that kind of stuff. It's been it, used in abusive ways. The, I'm, I'm probably gonna step on some toes here, but no, the culture fine. of honor I think can go a little too far. Yeah. And that's also what a thing that gets preached is culture of honor. You honor that that person in ministry and instead of <laughs> instead of actually confronting them about issues, you have to go this other way because they are they they deserve to be honored and trusted hundred percent. I think it, it opens a door for so much abuse. Because if churches preach culture of honor but don't have any checks and balances, then there's that should be a huge red flag. Yeah, absolutely. And and you actually you 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 actually know Danny Silk, mm-hmm. and um, and if people have there are people that use the term culture of honor yeah. that have never read the book, or if they have read the book, they read. It such a long, time, yeah, ago a long time ago that they forget that Danny is so clear. If you're going to have a culture of honor, you have to have a culture of confrontation. Yep. He's so, Brave he's so clear. But yeah. when we use the term culture of honor to create this dysfunctional culture where there can be no confrontation, because if you have confrontation, yeah. then it's, then it's like, and it's dishonoring. Yeah. And that happens, that happens a lot. Yeah. I even hear it like, like there's different times when we have to address things and people are like, I thought this was a culture of honor. And I'm like, I thought you read the book. <laughs> No, they just like to throw it around because it's a buzzword. It's totally. A, it's totally a buzzword, and it's overused. And like I said, it was it's it's stuff like that that are used as tools by people who have nefarious agendas. Yeah, because they can use that to manipulate people. So that was one of the things. Um, but really, it was if if there was some kind of accountability and some kind of confrontation but anybody who tried in this situation that I was in hmm. they were shut down and basically stomped on and removed from the from that person's life so yeah, yeah I so sh- good. we should I have mean, seen that we should have, that would have been a red flag for me so for other people if you're in the middle of something like a red flag would be if you can't have an honest confrontational conversation and the person in the place of honor cannot admit wrong if they have done wrong. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really, really good. Yeah. Like if you're confronting them and they're, and they're unwilling to see it. Yeah. And maybe they make you feel bad. Yeah. For even, for even asking. Yeah. And then make you question your reality. It's classic gaslighting, you know, turn it back around on you, make it your issue, your emotional problem, your orphan spirit, whatever it is. And it's, it's not fair. It's, 
it's adding to the abuse. An orphan spirit or a religious spirit yeah. or attaching any sort of spirit to you because you because you are undermining or subverting the authority that God has bestowed upon me, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking into your situation. Right. We're, we're, and we're not even speaking about a situation. We're talking In about general. something that happens so often. It does. Happens so often within the church. And yet there, there, and yet this conversation just, just, isn't, just isn't had. Yeah. Um, oftentimes there's exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, yeah. you, you'll see a lot of exposure, but no place to actually process. No. And then when people do process publicly, it's to like, it's to like somehow save face for the minister or to talk about like, you know, you know, their, like their restoration process or, or the, the victim's restoration process, but actually to talk about like, uh, the, um, like how this stuff happens and and what, what, what these cultures kind of smell like and stuff. And it's not just, it's not just itinerant ministers. No, no. Um, we're talking about just, and it's not even just, I would say just, the church no. because we see these there are narcissists everywhere yes it, you know it, it, especially in, in, in any sort of place where you can find a position of power yeah you're gonna find yeah. you're gonna find narcissists you're gonna find people politics who, entertainment yeah you know, all the what are the seven mountains you know all in every single peak you'll at least find, seven <laughs> yeah or more i, I don't know sorry now, it's been a but, while but um yeah every peak has <laughs> As they're narcissists, and, and we don't we don't address this no. to stir up fear or for people to be like, I just I knew it, you know. And that's what I love about this that like we're, we both love the church, yeah. we both love Jesus, mm-hmm. and we both love people, and we're both in leadership, and I and, and I think that's so much more healthy than if we were just these podcasters, these ex church, ex Jesus, you know, right. uh, and we're just like bashing. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, 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 this is, this is equipping. Like yeah. this is actually equipping saints for works of ministry. And I think that, the, that we need to do a far greater job developing like, a, like developing Kings and priests Oh yeah. that we're actually, that you get to think, you get to be trained up to think like, like a queen, not just a servant. Right. Cause so many times we're like, we're trending up servants, servants, servants. And then we wonder why so many people in the church are getting exploited, manipulated, sending off a ridiculous amounts of money that they, that they don't even have. Right. And, and it's because we're not thinking like Kings and we're not thinking about this as a kingdom. This no, is responsibility. Serving the King on the stage. That's right. So I don't think that's fair at all. I don't feel like that's even what the church is supposed to be. I mean, obviously, um, I feel like it's been perverted and prostituted for so many years. And I don't know how to fix it. I have no idea. Um, But you're right, having these conversations and saying, you know what? (laughs) The kingdom is for everybody. It's not just for the person on the stage. And I really do believe that things are going to change. And you know, with COVID, it's changed how church works, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you want to? I think that like, if you don't have proper government in place, if you don't have proper systems and if you don't have proper health in place, things that are not healthy right now are, are dying. Yeah. In this in this season of of of, you know, and so, and I don't want to just make it a general statement that if your church is struggling, that you're yeah. unhealthy or whatever, right. you know, that you're 
whatever. But um, things that are unhealthy right now are dying. And I think that that's one of the things is that there, right now we have a health crisis yeah. and yet nobody's talking about health. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, we've got a whole health department. We've got we've got a whole center for disease control, and yet I watched the news for I don't know 45 minutes this morning. We talked all about the problem, but I didn't hear one. So I didn't hear one solution. I didn't hear any any sort of. We're being told stay home, stay safe, wear a mask. We're not we're not being told about zinc and vitamin D and, yeah, right, right. you know, and, and about all these, you know, about gut health and, right. and, but that, that same offense is taking place within the church. Right. And we're, and, 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 and I think we do, got to do, a, a, and I think that this is actually not an indictment. I think that what we're doing here again is training and equipping saints for works of ministry yeah. that we are, we are giving our lives to see people really mature. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what you're doing with your children. That's what I'm doing with my children. <laughs> I had a, I, I had the old, uh, private parts conversation again oh, with fun. my kids. Cause I realized that Sophia, she's coming into a greater age of consciousness <laughs> being, you know, five yeah. coming into the six where she's retaining things. And it's been such a long time that she doesn't even recall me having that conversation. So if you ask me, you know, how, like, and so when it comes to predators and it comes to people that you know, people mm-hmm. that you trust, that most yeah. likely it's somebody that you know that commits that kind of thing versus a complete stranger. Yeah. So you just got to kind of go through this with your kids, right. you know, and, yeah. and you have to do it. You have to keep it fresh, you right. know, and we don't have secrets in there, you know, <laughs> and I, I don't know about you, but I still have a certain amount of total depravity in my doctrine that I, you know, I want my kids to understand a certain amount of humanity yes. and, and I don't go, I'm not a Calvinist. I don't go to that extreme and, but still, I want my kids to know. Because then like, we couldn't be friends anymore. I know. Because <laughs> you got better theology. I do. Best, best, best theology. <laughs> Inside joke. But um, but I was having that conversation uh, with, with 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 my kids, and um, and just kind of like this whole thing of like not so that they'd be afraid, and right. not so that they'd have suspicion against uh, against everybody. Yeah. Had that conversation so that if something inappropriate happens, they've been educated, they've been equipped by their dad yeah. with what to do. Right. Like we talk about practically. If something, if someone tr- attempts to do this, here's what you're going to do. Here's yeah. going to be your sequence. You don't have to, th- you don't have to wonder, what should I do? You're going to know. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that we need to be doing that in the, in the, in, in the church. church. Yeah. You know, yeah. Teach about miracles and raising the dead and cast out demons. I love that. Yeah. But we also need to talk about, Prayers. hey, if you find mm-hmm. yourself in an inappropriate situation within the kingdom, yeah. the very place, and I think that's the whole thing, like in the kingdom, this stuff doesn't happen. No, in the kingdom, this stuff is happening yeah. and we've got to train people. Here's what to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I mean, yeah, we have that conversation at home all the time. Um, there's a documentary that I want to watch with the kids. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's uh, Operation Toussaint. Okay. I haven't heard of it. Um, it's about, um, I, I haven't watched it. I've seen the preview, but basically it's about these amazing heroes um, uh, that go into Haiti and rescue people out of human trafficking oh my goodness and they're doing it privately funded because the u.s government wasn't doing anything i mean they didn't feel like they were doing enough sure so this guy he was in the military he left and and created this um basically this task force that rescues people out of trafficking wow and we were watching the preview for it and my, I have older teenagers. I have a 15 year old and an almost 14 year old and my eight year old daughter was in the room too. And so we were talking about it. We're like, this is real and this is what happens around the world. And you need to know, like, 
I know it's cheesy, but stranger danger, but we've had this talk so many times because this is what can happen. And yeah, it's, it's something that our kids need to be aware of. And in the church, you can't have, have your blinders on when you walk into a church. We're told to use our discernment and we're told to judge the word that comes out of others' mouths. So we need to remember that we are bold Christians with our own relationship and our own salvation that we're working out with the Lord and really look and see the fruit of these ministries and see if it's something that's actually good. Yeah. If it if the if the man or the people, the leadership are serving the people and treating them the same way that they treat each other, that's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're going to find, if you're going to get a financial advisor, um, what I would do, like if I was going to find a financial advisor, the first thing I'm going to look at is his car. I want to see what he's driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to look at his shoes. I want to see, is this guy even successful? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm going to find myself a pastor, I want to look at how he's treating his wife. Yeah. I want to see if his children even respect him. Yep. You know, and and so the fruit is so important. The fruit isn't what happens in a church meeting. If the fruit isn't what happens. Uh-huh. The fruit is not the miracles. The fruit is, the, if, if we're going to keep it biblical, the fruit is love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, patience, yep. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yep. so like people, sometimes, 50,000 people got saved. Hallelujah. That ain't like, like where's the guy's self-control? If he's, if he's cursing people out before and after the meeting, you know, and so fruit absolutely matters. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Especially when we're going to like, um, enter into covenant, you know, like, especially when we're going to be say like, I'm going to take my time, my energy, my resources, my family is like, like, our families pay for the commitments that we're making, you know? And so like, I'm going to, I'm going to start running with you. Like that's where we need to realize who are we running with? And if, if I'm going to start partnering with another ministry, that's not just me. I'm pulling my wife into that same partnership. I'm pulling my family into that same partnership, you know? And you're saying discernment. And I was thinking like, so many times we think that the way we hear from God is just spirit to spirit, right? Like, like, so it's, it's all like really woo woo, like, you know, spiritual, Mm -hmm. but like the way that we, God has wired us like these receivers, like these, these antennae, right? Like antenna. Like, it's like, we actually, we hear through seeing with our eyes. We we hear with our natural ears. We, but so many times we think that's all the natural. And so we shut that down. And then we say our soul is hearing from God. So our soul is longing for importance. Our soul is longing for affirmation. Our soul is longing for wealth. Our soul is longing for success. And here's the opportunity. But everything that we're seeing and hearing is saying, whoa, danger, Will Robinson. Like this is not, you know, and so we shut down the logical because yep. it's not spiritual. Right. We give in to our soul because it, we think that's the spirit to spirit yeah. connection. And that's the emotion, not spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could talk totally. about that for a while. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Please do. I mean. Oh, well, no, no, go ahead. Keep going. Well, and, and, and some of this is, um, because this stuff is happening all the, all the time and it's also just um a, a conversation i just had with some some amazing friends yesterday talking through this this talking through this whole thing the the tension between the 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 desire of our heart mm. and then somebody who is anointed that can come and be like here's every you know and the whole thing of reading somebody's soul versus being prophetic yeah so so many times i can give you a prophetic word but i'm not really hearing from the lord i'm reading your desire mm. and then 
And then if, which isn't necessarily bad unless there's issues in my own heart where now I want to use what I'm seeing in the soul realm to manipulate that in order to get you to serve. Yeah. You know? Ugh, yuck. That's another form of abuse. It's just gross. It's gross. Would you say it's like oh. like a form of like prophetic abuse? Or, I, I don't know what you no, even... No, it's emotional. Okay. Because, so, I mean... I don't really like to separate, but I, I believe that our, we, we operate differently. Our body operates differently than mm-hmm. our soul, than our spirit. So, um, but we're not, we're not separate. Sure. They just operate differently. Sure. Um, so I believe that when it's the soul, it's the, it's the emotion, it's this part of you. So you, you can play with somebody's emotion and manipulate it. And they really do believe that it's from the Lord because it's not logical, like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the spiritual. I think it's harder to do spiritual abuse because <laughs> um, you have to be really savvy to really know how to do that. But I think I think emotional abuse is more what we see happen in the church mm-hmm. because it's not physical they're they're not beating you but they are playing with your emotions wow wow so and then like you said yes they can they can draw out the desire they see something in you or they know something about you and they can pull on it and say you know you're going to be the piano player for the church and you're going to be this amazing person you're going to do all this stuff and we're going to do all this stuff and and this is what i see the lord doing but re- really it is, is they just want to use that person to play the piano. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And it is horrible. And I think that um, one of the things that I've so appreciated about um, you, Lindsay, and, and just and just that, that community over over in... Um, uh, uh, Port Orchard. Port Orchard, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I get all the ports confused. It's okay. <laughs> is... Um, I mean, I think that that there's just been like like such a beautiful place of community and relationship and friendship mm-hmm. um, that's a lot bigger than... I mean, I, it's not bigger than kingdom, but it like, but it's been so important. I think that for people uh, that are that are that are engaging with this podcast uh, tonight and listening, is really starting really to realize that your your community, your family, your spouse, that they aren't the enemy, and to really start to to walk through this process of like just to ask the Lord for His light, for His light mm-hmm. to come, and for everything that's in the darkness to be exposed, yeah. to come into the light, even yeah. just to pray that prayer, and then and then to really begin to confide and to begin to process, you know, with the people that you with the people that you trust, yeah. and then to not be to not enter into hope deferred in it at the same time yeah. because this doesn't mean that you that that your desires were in vain i mean god created you he put those desires in you he he wired you a certain kind of way and in a one hand it might seem like it's going to take a long time you know but that i think that's the stuff where it's worth it i think yeah. that when we're willing to when we're willing to have to take some time mm-hmm. and when we realize that with this isn't just going to come success it, it, with this is going to come maturity yeah. that we're actually going to mature in yeah. this so that we're actually going to be able to to handle the fruit with integrity and so like yeah. if, if you've got somebody that's like hey you know <laughs> come with me and i'm gonna make you a star right like we're gonna make you famous like i don't think you want that that partnership even though it seems like it seems it's, so immediate seems awesome yeah it's funny because <laughs> I really did think that the crowning moment of my ministry would be a being approached by a big, well-known someone and asked to come and be their worship leader. 
that when they travel. That'd be like kind of like the win. That was like, yeah, that was the yeah. win for me. That yeah. was the that was the thing that I was going for. And I had led worship for so many conferences over there and over here, everywhere. I'd been I'd been around so many amazing ministers, and I was always so disappointed when they didn't ask me. Oh wow! <laughs> to wow. be like, you know, and it was, and I could tell when I was performing. I could tell. Um, I get like really crazy stage fright like insane stage fright. If you ask me to perform, I am a mess. But there's something where I can basically just switch off that part of me and just um, go into just focusing on the Lord. Yeah. And I, I know when that happens, like I can feel it actually just rush over my body. Wow. But that happened so many times where in the start of a, of a set and there was there was the man, there was the man right there and I was leading and I was singing and they were there and and I could feel myself performing for them because I wanted their approval so badly and I wanted wow. their affirmation so badly. I wanted it so bad, I wanted them to support me and bring me along. Wow. And it didn't happen for years and years and years and years and then... <laughs> You're the one who actually introduced me to this person <laughs> who actually said, hey, come and do this. I'm going to make you famous. Wow. And it ended up blowing up in everybody's face. Because, I'm sorry, Lindsay. Yeah, I know. It's all your fault. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> But I apologize. No, you had no idea. Nobody had any idea at this point. So I'm always like, I'm a connector. Ah, I know. Networking. You know, we like, love networking. Ah, That's so great. Oh, it's time to be a disconnector. Darn, <laughs> why did they do that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, no. It's, it, it was the thing that I had been waiting for. And I just really, I thought I was just like, this is God. This is what's happening. This is amazing. Wow. And wow, I still believe wow. in the message that that, ministry that I worked with is good. The teaching is good. Mm -hmm. The theology is freeing and it takes fear away from people and that's the worst enemy is fear. Right. So I still believe that there's validity in it, but um and I still believe though the Lord used me and I did grow. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I, I, I believe he's using everything for good. That's amen. Everything that went wrong that wasn't him, that was absolutely the enemy trying to destroy my life and everybody else's lives that were involved in this. It, but the Lord has made something amazing out of it. That's incredible. And I was able to write this album and do this and pour out myself and my healing process into song so i think i think that's incredible and um it was funny i just i was i was just doing some writing uh this morning and um i was writing about maturity and winemaking and um and this place of the the similarities between maturity and winemaking and, and that with and, and it wasn't a post to to encourage everyone to start start drinking but it was this idea that with you know with the sip there is the record of 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 that entire year, of the storms, of the rain, of the sun, of all the all oh, the cool. atmospheric element, like all of those things, 
upon fermentation Mm -hmm. with time with patience with the care of somebody that that took a a grape through this entire process from a from a sugar juice the the drink of children into into a wine that really needs to be approached and appreciated with maturity and with responsibility yeah um uh, there's through this incredible process, this maturing and fermenting process, culminates into a moment where, with fragrance and flavor, you can receive, without words, an entire story. And people that really understand wine, people that are really into it, these sommeliers, and mm-hmm. um, uh, they can. And it's funny actually because we have a, a guy in the audience uh, tonight who actually led the number one wine tour in Washington state. And so he could probably go a lot deeper into, (laughs) into this. And so correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what I understand is that, you know, these guys with blindfolded can, can sip a wine and tell you the region, the vintage, you know, the year, what made that year unique. And it's not just, they're not looking for just all all favorable factors. They're looking for the the stress points. Am Am I right? The stress indicators as far as like, sometimes it's when there wasn't enough rain or there was a snowstorm and there are these different things that set the flavor off and in such a way. And I think that so many times in the church as believers, as parents, we try to create these environments where our kids will never go through any painful, uh, uh, won't ever experience any sort of pain. Or we try to create these environments where we won't experience any sort of rejection or betrayal. And that when we experience it, we think that somehow it like, it's going to tamper with our testimony when really there's this incredible, beautiful dance between the bitter and the sweet that creates this, this, um, this amazing, uh, record uh, in your case, an album. I think that's what this is. Like, like when I was listening to this, this seems like, this seems like the sip. This seems like Mm -hmm. that moment where uh, people, they're, they're not maybe going to necessarily know the pain of all the stomach stuff that you went through and the betrayal associated with, with this ministry. It's almost like, but when they listen to this and they receive this album, it's like, they're going to get, they're going to get this wordless story mm. that all of a sudden they can identify with. And, and there can be this, this realization of I'm not in this alone. I'm not yeah. the only person that's been betrayed. I'm not the only person yeah. that's been hurt. I'm not the only person that's having to walk through this unexplainable tragedy. Like yeah. this isn't karma. I didn't deserve this. I nope. didn't sow this. I'm, this makes no sense. God, what the heck? Like, what's up? And I just so appreciate, I think that this can be a real gift yeah. um, for people uh, this year, which yeah. is a very interesting year. <laughs> it is a very interesting year, but thank you for that. I mean, that's what I want. I, <laughs> yes, I went through crazy stuff. And it's almost at this point, I'm like, it's almost like I don't even think about it anymore just because... I'm moving on with my life and I've gotten past the hurdles of the hurt and um, I want to do something good from it. I mean, it's also on me. It's also on me. Like I can sit here and wallow and keep it inside and not do the work and not talk to someone who can help me and Mm -hmm. not express myself and I could, I could let it fester and I could just live my life and become a bitter old woman and, never impact anybody positively ever again in my life i have to make the choice to do the work i made the choice to do that i made the choice to go through the extra pain of lancing it Hmm. and now i just see 
better future, best future. Yeah. <laughs> Even though this year is crazy, I still get to choose my attitude. That's amazing. That's so good. And I love how uh, the cover is white. Yes. You know, it's not it's not a dark thing. It's white, and it's called Begin Again. Yeah. And it's a phoenix. Um, oh, on the front. right, right. That's and awesome. My really good friend Peter Ralph. I asked him to do a one line drawing, and okay. that's what he did for me. Oh, uh, it's really so that's cool. That's original artwork by Peter Ralph. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, everybody, it's it's Begin Again. Okay. The links are in. Um, uh, the show notes. So right there near the comments mm-hmm. and don't say, Oh, I'm going to, that sounds really interesting. That sounds really good. I'm going to do that later. No, 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 you won't do it right now. Okay. <laughs> so right now, not tomorrow, not the next day right now, uh, uh, uh click on the link and, um, and, and download it and it'll be download. It'll, it'll download so quickly that by the time this is over, um, you'll be ready to listen to it. And Lindsay, you're going you're gonna to perform a song for us tonight. I am. Which, what song are you going to do? I'm going to do the title track. The title again. track. Yeah. Begin again. Everybody, Lindsay Wallace, begin again. This is going to be good. <laughs> awesome. That's good. If you want. Was it too awkward? No, Michael, keep it rolling. Okay. All right, cool. I'll have Lindsay just come back and sit down. Oh, cool. I'll be like, that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Actually, if you want to go to that 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 camera, Wait. yeah, you Where can just come. You can from? just come up from the stairs there. Up front. Yeah, you ready, Mike? Oh, you're still rolling. Yeah, I'm still rolling. Are you on that camera there? This camera's not working, so what? I had to. That's why I was saying I was thinking, can you redo that in the camera? Oh, sure. How long has it not been working for? for it's been working on and off, and I've been trying to cooperate with camera one. Oh, cool. You, you, you were able to bring that one in then or something? Or? Uh, I guess yeah, I'll see it. All right, cool. Focus I'll see it. You. It'll be fine. All right, cool. All right, just pull that one. Ryan, pull out that camera, and then we'll... Uh, so you already swap cameras? Or? No, just keep it a wide shot. Okay. All right. I All can right. Zoom in no, it's okay. We're, she's just going to come up, and I'm going to be like, that's awesome. We're going to sit down, and then we'll pull attention. Okay, awesome. Here we go. Can I, um, can I give some credits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead and come up. <laughs> awesome, Lindsay. So good. Thank you. So good. So good. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for that. Amazing. Course, yeah. Amazing. And so, uh, yeah, so the album... Born again. Born again. Begin yes. again. I always wanted to, I, I kept doing that when I, I was calling it born again. Well, no, it's you know. born again is important. You're, you've already done that by faith. It's time to begin again. Yeah. And you wanted to just make a couple comments regarding the album. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to the people who helped make this possible. Um, I recorded it with Michael Proctor um, at the the barn at Olala Bay Music in Olala, Washington. Um, He's been my engineer and uh, such a huge support of my career in music. So he's amazing. If you guys want to check out a local studio to record in Olala Bay Music. And we can also put uh, uh, a link in the show notes as well for people that are interested in recording an album. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then um, I 
the sounds couldn't have happened without Bruce Norris. My really good friend Bruce, he actually is a, um, f well, from the area. Um, he's down in Florida now, so it's really sad that he moved far away. But I asked him to um, compose um, the string parts. So he composed two violin parts and a cello part for every single one of these songs. And it took him a really long time because that was a lot of work. And he did a fantastic job. I didn't give him any direction. I just said, I trust you completely. Write something for me. And he blew it out of the park. And he's amazing. If you need <laughs> anything from this guy musically, he's just phenomenal um bruce norris that's bruce norris and um, maybe we can get a way to yeah contact I mean, him as well yeah i don't we'll put yeah. his cell phone number in the show yeah, notes that would be perfect he would Text love him. that he's <laughs> he's an introvert so you're welcome bruce i'm gonna have everybody call him <laughs> but um uh hannah jean-pierre who's yes. previously hannah proctor um she lives down in redding california with her husband and four children and she took the time to um, to record two different violin tracks for my album um, while she had to get babysitters and figure out and set up her own home studio and all this stuff. So she did an amazing job. And I love you, Hannah. Um, you're amazing. Yeah, they you. sound incredible. They're it really so does. And then the cello player was someone that Hannah knew down in Reading. Um, his name is Antonio Marin, and he did a phenomenal job. He's just a, a studio. He, well, he does a lot of things, but he's also a studio cello, violinist, string player, and he just did a phenomenal job. And then, the, you know, the final piece, well, some of the final pieces were um, Neil Hampton was my um, mixer and mastering. Awesome. Um, he did an amazing job. Um, it just was really simple, a few tracks, not a lot, um, but he just gave it the space and the sound that I wanted and needed. He did a phenomenal job. And then my beautiful friend Diana Nulian from Sweden was my graphic designer. So she actually did the whole graphic design, put it all together for me, and um, she created my um, logo and everything. She's just amazing. So, so people those are may, my people. They may want to download this yeah. so they can get listening to it right now, but they also yeah. might want to go and actually get the actual CD as well so the that they can CD. get the artwork and get mm -hmm. everything with it as well. And yeah. I do that with books that I like. Yeah. I'll get the paperback and yeah. the digital, yeah. you know, yeah. and, or, and sometimes even the audio. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, so but, many people just do audio now or just the digital download. So CDs isn't like a big thing anymore, but you can purchase the actual physical CD from my distributor cd baby and i can i'll have the link awesome for you. yeah that is so good uh love the album love Thank the you. songs love the quality the quality of the album really is Thank really you. is amazing um it was really done well and right and thank you so much for creating this time for coming all the way over yeah uh, from port orchard to um to do this it was nice to have a little time in the car without my kids <laughs> yeah so. absolutely and we'll do it we'll do it again yeah that sounds great we okay. just talk about whatever's happening at that time all right okay <laughs> all right awesome bless you Lindsay. thank you thank you darren thank you 
podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.